you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take him out of that conversation. In that Man, he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any, any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. I thought that 2010 that should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, that's to fill the stadium. I, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. Okay. I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But right. overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he's being section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow. If you guys want to get into this Jackpot Joey Burrow stuff, uh, just go to Facebook and uh, look up Jackpot Joey Burrow on there and all the information will be provided there. So if you guys like any of the stuff that I wear on the show, the hats, the shirts, I mean, Maddie's got all kinds of hats. These are like the one of the original ones. They got a cool white one that I like wearing a lot. They got the camera one I've been wearing uh, this week. So they got a lot of cool stuff on there. So if you guys are interested in the Jackpot Joey stuff, go to uh, the Jackpot Joey page on Facebook and a portion of everything you buy, go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So if you want to help out a charity, has some cool stuff. Go buy some Jackpot Joey Burrow stuff. All right, guys, they found the show. Do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,293 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if you're you're watching the show, first time you watched it, if you're watching it on Facebook or Twitter, do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel. Hit the the subscription button. Hit the bell for notifications so every time I go live, you guys know it. And also, if you want to support what I'm doing, we're doing Super Chat exclusively in the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to support what I'm doing, like what I'm doing, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up to everybody in the chat? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? My loyal, loyal viewers. I appreciate you guys. All right. So I got a very special guest today. Uh, we're going to play the interview. I, I actually, we actually did this um, on Tuesday. I think it was. So it's, I previously recorded it. It's no other than Hootie Baby. So we'll get to that here in a minute. But let's get to the news of the day. Let's start out with the Reds because the moose is loose. Mike Moustakis, as you can see in the batting order, is batting fifth and he'll be playing third base. Now, I just heard Chad Brendel on 1530 Homer going, you know what? Gino Suarez is finally starting to come around and finally starting to hit good. And Moose comes back and they take him out of the lineup. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I love you, Chad. But yes, uh, Gino has had all year to start hitting. He had all last year to start hitting. I love Eugenio Suarez. But it's time to get Moose in there. Moose has been injured. He's been gone for almost two months. Now, this is what Bobby Bobby Nightingale tweeted out that said he's going to do a lefty-righty split with uh, Moustakis and Gino uh, at third for the next week or so. So I think it's kind of like, you know, we're going to try both of you guys, and we're going to see who is hitting the best. Because right now, you are not taking Jonathan India out of the lineup, and you're not taking Kyle Farmer out of the lineup. Even if Kyle Farmer is not hitting as good as he is right now, I'm still not taking him out of the lineup because he's playing such a good shortstop, and we really don't have anybody else to play shortstop. So those are my thoughts. You know, I think eh, it's almost stuck on my tongue. <laughs> but that's what I think that um, should happen. I don't know what you guys' thoughts on Moose being back, uh, if, if he should start over, over Gino or what. But – Actually, here we go. We got first comment from Tim Beal. Let's see what he has to say. All right. He got uh, Swarash Slash at the beginning of July was 
174, 257, and 359. It's now 177, 260, 379. His offense really isn't coming around. That's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I I don't think it's coming around. He's not hitting. Yes, he's hitting home runs. He's not hitting consistently like he used to. And like I said, he's been doing this since last year. This is not something that is new. So I'm hoping he'll put it this way. I'm hoping at least shows enough where, you know, maybe we can move him next year or, or, or moose or somebody. Cause we have two third basemen and we only have one third base spots because next year we got three very good rookies. I think are going to be up here. Jose Arto or Barreto, however you say his name used to be Jose Garcia. He's going to be our starting shortstop. I think. I really do think Hunter Green and Nicholas Blow will be in, if not in the rotation, which hopefully they will be in the rotation, at least in the bullpen next year. So those three, I think, are going to be up here. So that leaves you. You're not like I said, you're not moving India. Obviously, Avado. So you got you got two third basemen. One of them's got to go. So I think this is kind of a put up or shut up time for one or both of them. I mean, Moose has hit, but Moose has been injured. A lot the, the two years he's been here. He's been injured for long stretches of time. So I think this is to find out, not necessarily it's a platoon, but it's mostly to find out who is going to be our third baseman moving forward. All right, Beetle, what else you got? Uh, over the past six months, essentially a full season, his slash is 190, 286, and 425. That's not very good, <laughs> especially the 190 part. So that's – I. I Again, I love Gino. I do. But this season, to me, it, it's not a slump. It, 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 is, it is more of the, the norm the norm for him. Because, like I said, last year, I know it's only 60 games, but he didn't hit very good last year either. So I think it's more of a kick in the butt, saying, hey, you got to get going here or we're going to move on from you. And – I don't want to hear that we're paying him too much money to – he's got to play. That, 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 that doesn't count because um, Akiyama, Shogo, they're paying him a pretty good penny, and he's not playing a lot. I know he's played a lot more here lately, but that's right. Chris Potts, what's up? Uh, if Moose doesn't play, he can't hit. Stop getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, Moose. Yeah, Moose has got to stop getting hurt. I agree with you on that. But I mean, that's also it's, it's something you you can't control uh, a lot of times. But the Reds are slowly but surely getting healthy, and I, hopefully, we can catch the Padres. Like I said, I am not giving up on catching the Boozers, but it is a long shot. Mathematically, at this at this point, our best shot is the wild card. And I've said all summer, I don't think we're going to catch the Padres or the Dodgers or the Giants. I think they're all better than us, unfortunately. But you never know. That's why they play the game. We'll see what happens. Now, let's get to some. Uh, oh, yeah, let's get to some more real quick red news. And I was just talking about him earlier. Uh, Hunter Green, he was electric. He had uh, six innings, zero earned runs, and. And uh, 10 K's that was in his last outing. So, like I said, I think there's a bigger shot. He could be up here at least by September. If not, I think he's on our team next year, along with Lodolo and Barto. But let's get to the news of the day with the Bears. Now, I did not make it down to the bridge today. I was trying. I got real busy with uh, my other job <laughs> that I could not. Get down there. I was starting to head down. By the time I got close, it was 4:30, and I'm like, by the time I park and get up to the bridge, they're going to be done. So I, I was not able to make it down there. Uh, but I'll try to get some uh, video uh, this weekend for for Monday show. If not, I'll, I should be up there Monday. So, but the news of the day. Uh, this is Jay Morrison. It's, I'll just read here. Another perfect day for Bengals rookie. Kicker Evan McPherson going four for four with a long of 54 while also hitting from 50. Austin Seibert officially three of four, missing from 50. He missed his first attempt from 54. It was blown dead before the snap in an icing attempt and then made the next one. People have asked me, 
do you think Evan is going to be our kicker? I guess I think wholeheartedly, no matter what Darren Simmons says, I think Evan McPherson is going to be our kicker. So it's awesome that he's kicking them. And I've seen him down there kicking and I'm sure that 54 yard went right through the middle and way past the, uh, way past the goalpost from what I've seen. It's an easy, easy kick. And so what's up? Uh, what's up, Jeff? Good day, my brother. Um, I made all oh, your Dodger fans. So let's get the Red Stock and get to the Bengals. Talk. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm on the Bengals talk now, man, but we can, we can always jump back. Uh, Tom, Joey Votto has been playing like a future hall of famer. Absolutely. Which brings me to another, uh, picture I have. Where did it, did I not put that one up? Oh man. I didn't put that one up. Oh, crud. I had a, uh, I tweeted out. I had, um, Joey Votto's milestones. Actually, I me mean, what well, he's getting close to, and I forgot to put that picture on the computer. But it's very cool what he's getting close to. All right, let's see here. Um, what is it? Yep, he's very high. Of, uh, he's fourth in RBIs, third in home runs, fourth in runs, third in doubles, ninth in singles, fifth in hits, and fourth in total bases. I mean, the guys he's getting close to catching, these are all Reds guys. Pete Rose, Frank Robinson, Johnny Bench, Barry Larkin, Brandon Phillips, Johnny Johnny Bench again, and Barry Larkin. For RBIs, he is six away from, or he strikes sixth, sixth all time. Anyway, I wish I would have put the picture up. It would be a lot more sense of what I'm trying to talk about. But, yes, Joey Votto, the legend, legend is having a fantastic Fantastic year. Uh, Anton, did the offense look better today? I don't know. I know you didn't go, but did you hear anything? I absolutely did hear something. Uh, and I will put that up here. Let's see here. Which one is that? Not that one. Uh, I have all my notes here. I think it's I think it's this one. Yep, there you go. Jay Morrison, uh, another rough practice for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Offense, Bengals, Burrow, excuse me, was four of 11 in 11 on 11s and took two pairs of sacks back-to-back plays. The O-line running with the first group had four false starts. So not a good day for the offense. Like I said, I'm not, I'm still not that worried about it. I like them to clean it up, but I did, somebody tweeted me out, or not tweeted, messaged me before the show and Said, hey, Tom Brady's not happy with the Buccaneers offense. It's still early. Like I said, I'm not going to panic or anything until we get like toward the end of camp. If they're still doing this stuff at the end of camp, then then I'll be worried. But I'm, I'm not worried yet. We'll, we'll see. But again, not great news for the offense. Um, like I said, they're, they're installing stuff. You know, the one thing I will say that I am surprised that they have not addressed yet. And you guys know me. I, I always talk about I want depth. I want depth, you know. They still haven't, I don't think, have enough depth in the offensive line, especially at the backup tackle spot. Since Adenajai went down, they haven't really done anything to replace him yet. That's the one thing I has got me a little worried that they the guys, if somebody gets hurt, I mean, you're looking. I mean, Johnson, I think, is going to be okay at tackle, but at guard, if somebody gets hurt at guard, you get Serphilia, might be able to bust up, but you have another one gets hurt, then it's either Michael Gordon, Billy Price. Eh, I'm not that, I, you know, I'm not so sold on those two as being backups. And I'm sorry, I saw Billy Price yesterday, the day before that. He does not look good he he got run over he got beat he he just doesn't i hate i hate i hate to talk bad about guys but i have to talk about what i saw and he just does not look good in camp i am noticing him him getting beat rather easily now you can sit there and say well like i said our offense or our defense is probably playing really well which our defense is playing very well but our offense has got to step up a little bit so that's where kind of like i said i'm worried about the offensive line depth, not the starters. 
I still think Jackson Carmen's going to be fine because I have a really cool thing here that um, Riley Reef said. Is this it? Yes. Charlie Goldsmith uh, tweeted this out. Uh, how Riley Reef talking about Jackson Carmen. And I said, Riley Reef on the rookie offensive guard, Jackson Carmen. Jackson is a really talented guy. He's having some rookie mo- moments, but he has all the tools in the toolbox. And that's the thing that doesn't scare me about the offensive line, the guys that we have. We have the guys who have the tool in the toolbox. And I think we have the right offensive line coach to get it out of them. But you also have to look at it this way. They had to listen to Turner for like last, what, two years, three years. So there are some bad habits that they have to get rid of. And like I said, Jax Carmen is learning a new position. I do think he's going to be fine. I'm just worried about the depth in the offensive line. All right, let's get some more here. Um, Charles, I know a lot of people are concerned about the Bengals offense, but I'm not. Remember, Chase didn't play last year, and he's a little rusty. And that's Charles. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, and Burrow, no matter – what the kid's a little rusty. I mean, like I said, let, let's look, just listen to what Joe Burrow has gone through in the last three years. Yeah, you know, he won the national championship at well, go before that, he had to go to LSU and win the position. Then he had to go there and he had one of the best seasons a college quarterback ever had. Go through the whole thing of being a first round pick, taking over the head of bringing an organization back. First year of his rookie season, we have COVID. So it's not a normal offseason. And unfortunately, he doesn't make it through the whole season. He gets his knee hurt. So this offseason, he has to rehab his knee. He also has he's also working on his footwork and strengthening his arm. All of that, along with actually having an offseason this year, a normal one that he didn't have last year. So there's a lot on Joe's plate. There's a lot. So Again, I'm not that worried about it. I just think he is going to take – it might take a little bit more than we all thought. Now, Paul Dana Jr. asked this question, I think, Thursday. That are we expecting too much out of Joe? And we kind of are. I mean, at right now. Um, because of all the stuff that's that's happened and, and what he's going through. For us to expect him in the offensive line and Chase and all these guys to just like that, just take off and be great – it's a little much. I do think they're going to be great. I think the offense is going to be fine. It's just going to take a little while. You got you got Joe coming back. You got Chase, you know, not playing for an entire year. I mean, our secondary is complete. I mean, everybody who's going to be a, a potential to start at cornerback DB for the Bengals this year did not take a snap for the Bengals last year. So it's completely different secondary, except for the safeties, obviously. So those guys, I think, are a lot better as a unit than what we had last year. So there's a lot of stuff in motion here. Yes, I, I am getting a little concerned. I'd like to see some more for, uh, forward progress with the battles in their offense. But I said, I, I'm still not worried yet. All right, Anton. Let's see. Mahomes threw, threw three picks in practice the other, two, so I'm not, other day, too, so I'm not worried. Yeah, so, I mean, that, the thing is, and every time football starts, it's usually the defense is usually ahead of offense. So we get closer to camp. Uh, you're closer, closer to the end of camp, and this is still happening. Yes, I will be concerned then, but it's still the second week of camp. So, Charles, what's up? Uh, let's see. Turner should have never been hired as. Yeah. Well, I agree. With you. And the thing is, if I remember right, I think Pollock actually it was his choice to leave. So. I'm not sure why he wanted to leave, but if I remember right, that was his choice to leave. And yes, I wish Turner was never our offensive coach. Now, Joe Burrow being Joe Burrow, stayed at the practice once again to work on throwing and he mixed in a lot of deep balls. This is from uh, Jeremy Rouse, Jeremy Roush, Fox 19 on Twitter. So like I said, again, Joe Burrow is not for lacking of trying you know, at all. I think, uh, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be just fine. I really, really do. All right, guys, let's get to 
the interview I did with Houday Baby, like I said, I did this. I think it was on Tuesday. Because the funny thing is, like, like Tuesday, I, I like recorded an episode with Zim early in the morning. So then I played it on the show live. Live at, actually, it was later, six thirty. I went down to Bengals camp. So then I told I told Houday Baby I'd record one with him uh, at seven o'clock. Then I wanted to get off the air until like seven o'clock. <laughs> And who did they text me going, hey, we're going to do this or not? I'm like, oh, crap, I completely forgot about it. Now, the reason he had to do it on Tuesday is because today he is actually up in Canton. And he is up there with uh, a lot of the super fans. This is an annual thing that they do uh, for uh, the Hall of Fame game, Hall of Fame weekend and stuff. So it's a really cool thing that, that who did they gets to be a part of. And, of course... He never told me about it in this interview that I <laughs> recorded. I wish he would have said some more, more about it and, and explained. He told me after. I'm like, dude, you just said it in the interview. But anyway, that's where he's at. That's why we had to record this. But without further ado, let's get the Who Day Baby. What's up, Who Day Baby? What's going on, man? Who Day Baby, let's go! Woo! What's happening? There you go. <laughs> that's how you get it started. That's how you there get you go. That. Yeah, that's, that's, you got to you got to go along with Bengal Jim and a couple other super fans. You got to go to the uh, draft, and you actually got to go on stage and uh, announce a draft pick this year. Yeah, that was one of the the perks of the fan of the year this year was they got to go to the draft and got to announce the Saturday draft pick. So I got the fourth round pick. Got to announce Tyler Shelvin. Uh, also, I got lucky enough to go up on stage on night one. Actually, and oh, sit, yeah? sit in the commission's chair, and I hold, actually handed Chase's jersey to him to hand to Jamar. Gave Jamar a hug. You know, it was a whole, it's a whole thing. Right, I didn't cool. see that not, part. Yeah, yeah, that part we didn't know was going to happen. That was just kind of a random thing when they pulled the chair out and they came and grabbed me before the. <laughs> yeah, just, just slightly, just, a little just bit, slightly, just yeah. Little bit. Yeah. Did you get to say anything to Jamar? Like you're gonna have a big year, or I love you, man, or anything like that? Yeah, I said, I said, well, you know, let me be the first to welcome you to Houday Nation, and he said, thanks, I'm excited to be here, can't wait to get to work. So, and then I was worried I was gonna get face paint on his white suit. It was kind of <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's get let's get to the face paint, let's get to the hat and all stuff. How did you become Houday baby? What? How did this start? So it all started the whole metamorphosis happened we were i was on a trip to sea world aurora which you know sea world in ohio makes perfect sense you know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> we're walking around and they had in the little gift shop there was a lime green big foam cowboy hat and i'm like that looks fun i bought it walked around sea world all day with it on and probably you know later on that year it was the last game at riverfront stadium and i didn't have mm -hmm. At the time or anything, and she bought me tickets for that game. And I went, you know what? I'll take that hat, spray paint it orange and black, put on some paint. Where to go? So, okay. Go. So did that. Went to that game, and I was named the Oscar Mayer Hot Dog of the game. Really? First yeah. game? Wow. <laughs> First game as they grabbed me. You know, like in the state, all the sidelines, like, hey, we need you. We're gonna come over here. I'm like, all right. So took me down on the field. I got a swag bag and all this kind of stuff. And I went, this is kind of cool. And <laughs> a little bit. ever since then, that was 21. Are we in year 21 now? Or yeah. it's year 21 or 22, somewhere that, that I've not been to a game without face paint and a big foam cowboy hat on. So is that still the same, same hat right there? No, this is hat number four of ah. years. I still have the original. Oh, my cat made its way into the room. I still have the original hat. <laughs> um, hat number two. Let's see, where's hat number two? I think I still have hat number two. Hat number three was actually shredded by my best friend's dog. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I have that in a Ziploc bag, pieces of it. And then this is number four. This one's about to get retired because it's getting beat up. And between getting stuffed under seats on airplanes and things like that, it kind of Get a little rough. Yeah, get, let's yeah, just to let everybody know you you don't live in Cincinnati anymore. You're you're actually down in Florida, right? Yes, I moved to just outside of Tampa three years ago now. And so you fly up for every single game. 
Yeah, every home game I'm there, and then we make yeah we try to make at least one road game, if not two, depending on you know distance and budgets. It all it changed a little bit when every home game became an away game to travel to, as far as my road game budget went. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that that does kind of put a kink in the budget. Just a little right. bit. Just a little right. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. But but I think it's cool, man. I mean, I mean, you're you're one of the original. Uh, I call you guys super fans. I mean, it's it's exploding right now. I mean, you got the Bangalorean coming out. You got uh, Orange Arrow. You got uh, Bengals Captain, who's been doing it for for a couple of years. And you got Bengal Jim, who he doesn't paint his face or anything. But everybody knows who Bengal Jim is. Right. I mean, I, I think it's it's really cool. And and we're all I, I include myself because I'm in the same section now. We're all in that that area down there in the south end zone. And I'm trying to petition when well, I don't think petition, just put it out there that I think in that end zone, it's all the crazy, crazy fans like the tiger den or something like that. Yeah, there should be some kind of name. I feel like we threw something out a couple of years ago, and I forget what name we came up with. Something, you know, ridiculous, but just as a group, a spot for that. You know, you got the black hole, right. you got the dog, you got those kind of things. We need something in there for yeah. that because we are we're we're starting to all migrate into that area into one exactly, exactly. Because I mean, we we got Star Wars guys. I heard we got we got some Harry Potter guys. I think we got a, a Bengals Iron Man. I heard about. I mean, there's all. I mean, dude, there's all kinds of people <laughs> that are wanting to yeah, dress up and, and go go to the Bengals game. It's it's a whole creation thing, you know. I, I love to see it. You know, you love the originality. You know, you've seen some of you like you hate when people try to copy something that you've yes, seen. Yes. I mean, I've seen this hat in the stadium a couple times. It's not nearly as you know. It's usually like a pre-bought something. I'm like, really, get something. <laughs> new. Like, I remember it was a couple of years ago. We were sitting and I was up in my seats, and there was a guy that sat down. One section over, so where you got the aisleway or the walkway that comes through that section to the right, I forget what number it is, but he wear the hat. I didn't say a thing to him, didn't say anything. He pretty much got shamed to take the hat off and move out of the section by everybody else around. And I'm like, That's great. I didn't like, I'm just gonna let him do his thing, it's not my, but he shamed into taking the hat off and move. It was fantastic. That's awesome. See, I, I don't I don't have, I mean, the only gimmick I have is strawberry ice. That's my face is red. That's what people used to call me all the time back in the, you know, back back in the early or late 80s, early 90s, vanilla, vanilla ice. So that's why I, I came with strawberry. Somebody on my show goes, well, you should dress up as an orange and black strawberry. There ain't no way in hell I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would we, be way too hot. We can make <laughs> it happen. You know, they have those little hats that go over with a little face cut out. It's perfect. <laughs> you can stripe it up. You know, we're going to make this happen. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> Or, what am orange, I getting myself into now? Orange, <laughs> strawberry, black seeds, face paint. See, I'm in. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what, let, let's get into to the season. And I know everybody, all Bengals fans, are fired up about the season, including myself. I mean, with with the addition of Jamar Chase, which you got to to meet him for firsthand. You know, you get to welcome there, welcome him. Welcome him to Houday Nation, which is awesome. You got Jackson Carman, who's our second-round pick. He's going to be hopefully our starting right guard. What's your thoughts? Like, realistic – I mean, everybody's got I, – I call it – we look at it through orange orange colored sunglasses because I, I do that a lot. But I really, in my heart, believe that we can have a 10-11 a win season this year with the hard schedule. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that? I'm not on that same, you know, same wavelength. I think 9-10 to 10 wins is very – doable i mean it's you have an offense that can be huge and powerful the weapons that are there are fantastic you've made upgrades on the line to give joe that time you know you didn't have to be with the with getting chase the line just had to be better right is the way in, in my opinion you didn't have to get I, to i agree with you you didn't have to get to great with the line you just had to get to better and make improvements mm-hmm. i think they did that whether you know Carmen is still you know the reports coming out of camp, and I think that's just a lot of rookie talk. He's a rookie; he's got to earn a spot. It just the optics of it look a little off because you had other guys sitting there that were more ready to play, I think, than Carmen was. But they saw something in Carmen to get him there. So I trust the coaching staff. I they I trust Pollock. I think he's got that mindset to mold those guys. And now seeing the way the defense is apparently just playing lights out in practice. Now it's practice. 
It's been yeah. underwear ball for the last week, but now we got pads on. So if they can do that, we've upgraded the DBs. I think nine, 10 wins is really achievable. That's where I'm at. And I've been, I call it the hashtag uh, Bengals bridge crew. I've, I've been up on the bridge, you know, overlooking the uh, practice uh, five out of the what, seven days they've been there. And I'll tell you this firsthand defense looks really good. And especially what I like about the defense is I like the coverage that the, the corners and the DBs are doing. It's tight. And like last year would drive me nuts. It seemed like we backed off and backed off and backed off. I know a lot of that was because it got injured injuries and stuff like that. I don't see them backing off at all. This training, it's practice. It's training camp. We'll see what happens. But from what I've seen, I think it, it just that part alone looks 10 times better than, than what it did last year. And, Burrow and the offense aren't clicking yet, but I also look at it this way. Burrow is coming back from a knee injury. He looks great. I mean, he's running around, looks fine, but he also hasn't played since November. So I, I think you got to knock the rust off. Chase didn't play at all last year. So I'm not worried about the offense, but I'm really impressed with the way the defense defense is looking. Because just firsthand experience, just watching them from you know the bridge, it's not very right. close, but they look pretty good to me. Yeah, that's the uh... – Burrow didn't have a great, you know, necessarily have a great camp his rookie year either, but then he came out. It looked fantastic for those games he was in. So you take what you can out of training camp. You know, it's some people are just practicing. You know, if you have a practice program, that's great. But if it doesn't translate to game day, it's a whole different story. Right, exactly. Like I said, I'll start worrying about it more if I kind of see this – I slightly start worried about it. if I see it kind of transition into the actual preseason games. Definitely start worried about it if it happens in the games. But I right. just I just don't think it's going to happen because just last year with the offense line that we had before Burrow got hurt, our offense was clicking. I mean, he was getting three and four hundred yard games easily. So I don't see that that going away. And with you adding adding of Jamar Chase, I just see that increasing. And then people got on us about. Jackson Carmen, and now he's like, oh, he's not like you said, he's not going with the ones today. He's he's rotating in and out with the ones, uh, and the twos today. But I put it as like you said, too, it's a rookie thing. I, I, I really like Frank Pollock, I think he's actually a huge upgrade we made in coaching staff. Oh, yeah. And if this is what he thinks has to happen, then I'm for it. You know, I, I have no problem with it. I think Frank Pollock is. is to me, I think he's the biggest thing we did in the offseason, getting him back as our offensive line coach. Yeah, absolutely. That was the biggest improvement to that line because you had to get Turner out of there. I feel like Turner was a, a toxic attitude, just toxic environment, and just contributed to the lackluster performance at times last year or most of the season with the line. Most of the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I just, if you just listen to Trey Hopkins or, or Riley Reef talk about um, – uh, 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 Frank, they're like, he's coming from experience. You know, he knows what it takes to be good. I mean, because Frank Pollock had, had a pretty good, uh, solid NFL career as an offensive lineman himself. So he's talking to you, teaching them from experience. And one thing I'll take that, Dave Lapham said this in one of the Bengals Booth podcasts, or it was the uh, In the Trenches podcast. I can't remember which one he said it on. But he saw a lot of what he did when he was in offense line for the Bengals repetition, repetition, doing it over and over and over and over again. And he says it's monotonous and it's boring and it drives you nuts. But he goes, when you do that, when you get in the games, you don't have to think about it. You just right. do it. And that's what Frank is doing. And I don't necessarily turn. I don't know what Turner did last year, but I don't think he did enough repetition because he literally was doing, they're telling him to do the two hand punch or whatever. I've heard guys say this and they're getting beat on it. <laughs> so what he was teaching them last year wasn't working. So I really do think Frank has a good grasp on what he has going on here. Yeah. I mean, he's going to basically, these guys have to almost relearn after what they did, what they were taught last year. Right. So it's, you're going back through it. I mean, it's just, like I said, I'm not worried yet when it starts. You know, we'll see preseason. You know, we probably won't see. Burrow in preseason, we won't see. I, dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, I I don't want him to, but he wants to. I I could see him talking talking him into him like maybe the second game, second or excuse me, the third preseason game, the the first home game for the Bengals. Yeah, I could see him coming out for a series. 
I don't want him to, but somebody made a point, this point on my show, and I cannot remember who it was, but if our offensive line can't block him in preseason, what makes you think they're going to be able to block him in, in the regular season? So they yeah, should be able to block him in preseason. Enough they're going to be run, yeah, running a vanilla defense anyway, you know, so you, if you can't block in preseason, then you get Right, so I would not be surprised. I would be surprised either way. To be honest, I would be surprised if he doesn't play, and I will, and I won't be surprised if he does play. I could kind of see, just watching Joe uh, for the bridge, I could see where I think he you know, he needs more reps. You know, obviously he needs more reps, and if he can get that that game just rust. I know it's preseason, and, and it's, no, they're not going to be blitzing and stuff like that. If he can just get that out of the way, it might help help him a little bit. I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's like I said, I've got, I want to see him, but then again, I don't. And yeah, just, you know, I really, and I really want to see Mixon out there running some. And I don't know if they're going to keep him toned down in the preseason or not, but he needs to get some work because he's, you know, a half a season off. Uh huh. Uh, he, he, he's going to be a beast this year. They, I saw him practice. They had him split out wide a couple of times during, during practice. And that is, that's something that I, th- I think we're gonna see more of from Mixon because that's what Geo did a lot last year. He, right. If they, if they were gonna run somebody else, it'd be Geo. I think it's Mixon now, and it wasn't today, but yesterday I saw Mixon make a one-handed catch. And if you guys, if you ever watch any of Mixon's highlights from last year, he actually caught the ball a lot <laughs> of the out back yeah. more than I thought he did. So I, I think we're gonna have a big year from Mixon from just. What, what's your what's your estimate on like his all-purpose yards from scrimmage? You know, catching the ball and running. Where where, where are you at? Because people are saying two thousand yards, fifteen hundred yards. You know, I don't know. What what do you I, think it's going to be? I'm kind of in that that fifteen to seventeen hundred kind of thing. I think he'll get a thousand on the ground. It's just that yeah. what else they're going to use him for coming out. So I mean, I I'd stick in that fifteen seventeen fifty kind of kind of area. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of you know the experts are like, oh, you guys can have two thousand yard wide receivers and and a thousand yard rusher, and I'm like, how many footballs are we gonna have? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I hope I, so. Which we, we go ahead, go ahead. No, I, that was something I had seen, read the same thing. It was like Boy Chase and where did, well, Higgins? Wow, this went out of my Boston, and then Mixon all had a thousand yards. Right. I'm like, like I, that's a lot, and it's yeah. But it's also it's going to be Joe throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game, which I don't want to see. I want Mixon getting the ball a little more, you know, twenty five times a game. I want you know because that was when he was getting those four hundred, five hundred yard games last year. It was he was throwing it fifty times. Mm-hmm, Not, mm-hmm. It's a good way to get you know hit a lot. Injured. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just kind of it's because if you're Constantly dropping back, and you're not running the play action. You're not, and if you are running the play action, it's not selling because you obviously didn't run for mm-hmm. the last 15 plays. So I'm sending everybody, and if you beat me on the play action that one time, okay, you got me, and then you're gonna throw it for another 10 times. So they can mix up the play calling a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think they will. Because, and I always put it to this way: if you, if you go back to watch the uh, Tennessee Titan game, where that was Spain's, I think first game he played for the Bengals. Our, our offensive line played pretty good, and we won that game. I, I think that was the most balanced uh, the offense was pretty much all year. And I think that's more what Zach wants to do. But And I've, I've said this on my show where I think it, last year it got to where they, they couldn't run the ball. I mean, the offensive line was so bad, they, they could not run the ball. They didn't really be able to start running the ball until they got Quentin Spain at guard and they got Sir Fitt back at guard. Once they got those two back at guard, they could run. a little bit more consistently when we had you know michael jordan and uh whoever the heck else we had a guard i don't remember now it it, it was hard it was hard to run it uh the redmond i think i think yeah, redmond, there, yeah. yeah there you go i had those guys at guard it, 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 they're making cuts in the backfield so that's where i give zach credit where when joe was throwing it a lot it was only a three-step drop and that ball was gone you know right. joe was doing really well at getting really good at getting rid of the ball. Unfortunately, he didn't get rid of it fast enough on the Washington game, but that's beside the point. That's, but, a, that's a whole other story. We don't, we don't, yeah. want, we don't talk about that. No, no. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just put that out of the way. Yeah. That's another thing that um, I want to ask you about. I compared this season or this team 
a lot to the 05 team. Now, the 05 team had Carson Palmer. Carson was going into his third year uh, in the NFL. Now, he did not play his first year, so it was his second year starting. That offense was awesome. That defense was very opportunistic. We turned the ball over a lot that year. But it wasn't like a great defense, you know? The offensive line was pretty good. I, I mean, I think the offensive line is better than what we have right now. But right now, we'll see what happens when the season goes goes along. But I think that's where I'm, I'm, I feel so optimistic about the way the team is structured that, I, that I've seen it happen before. That's where I think this team can be a lot like that 05 team. What, what's your thoughts on that? I think there's a, that's a good comparison. I mean, you've got, you know, the receivers there that kind of, you know, if you go back to that 05 year, and it's just, I think they're kind of lurking. They're lurking in the in the jungle, <laughs> <laughs> waiting to pounce, if you will. It's just, I think they have all of the those weapons, and people are going to not think that they're there. They're going to say, oh, it's the Bengals. They don't have And I think they have a, a good shot to shock a lot of people. I mean, they just have – Said the line is still that question, but I think the defensive line is coming together nice. You got you know the H brothers on the corners. You've got big bodies in the middle. You know linebackers a little kind of not where you'd like to see it. You don't have a lot of you don't have anybody that kind of stands out there. Hopefully Wilson makes that jump. Yes, you know, I'll get the communications and can do some. But it's that I would like to see something else there that you know maybe Marcus Bailey. All of a sudden, is a stud, but it's just kind of that's my only. I think of the defense where I see like glaring weakness, and I could. I hope I'm way wrong. I hope that these guys jump out of nowhere. But the DBs, I think, are solid. We've got good depth there now, and I, I think that it's gonna. The defense is gonna shock people, and then the offense is gonna do what they're supposed to do. What they're you know that yeah. what they can do. I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we are as far as the people. Like I said the DBs, I think, are good. I really think Logan Wilson and Davis Gaither and, and Pratt, he's looked pretty good in training camp. I think they're going to step up this year. Um, the one I'm worried about is getting the pressure on the quarterback. Now, Hendrickson had 15 sacks last year. A lot of people say, well, he finished clean stuff up, whatever. Either way, he got the sacks. What I do like is we have a rotation that we haven't had. I, I think we have a rotation with, like you said, the age boys of Hubbard and Hendrickson. And then I think you got the two rookies that are going to contribute in uh, Joseph Osai and Simple. I think that could be our rotation. Now it's a big get to have two rookies come in and make, you know, immediate impacts. So that's where I'm kind of, I think we had the talent. I don't know if it'll translate to as much pressure as we need to get, but the running, stopping the run, I think we're going to be really good there. With everybody yeah. that we've added on there. And to me, to beat the, the and I call them the clowns, the clowns and the rat birds, you got to stop go. the run. That's how they beat us last year. They, they ran the ball down our throat. Yeah, that's, I mean, to beat, to beat the rat birds, you just have, you got to stop Lamar. That's mm -hmm. key. Because if, if you force him to win a game with his arm, it's not going to happen. I just don't think it will. And then, you know, Cleveland just, that double, that, those running backs, that two-headed monster is oh, stop. Yeah. I think, and yeah, that's another way. Like Baker, if you have him to, you know, if you force him to beat him with your your beat you with his arm. If he's lucky, he does because he has shown games like that where he just all of a sudden he's got to fire up his ass and he just goes. But if that's what you're only relying on, then you may have you have a better shot if you can shut that run down. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take Baker Mayfield trying to make decisions all day long over Kareem Hunt and 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 Chubb. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that all day. Now, Lamar Jackson. The, the the thing with him is, and I, and I've talked about this for you. And I know you saw the game. The first game with the Ratbirds last year, they actually kept him in the pocket. You know, he didn't he didn't kill us last year in the first game. Second game, that's a different story. Right. <laughs> whatever. They, yeah. Whatever they did that first game, which I think they had Darius Phillips a spy on, on Lamar. I think that's how they kept him in there. But whatever they did that first game, that's what they have to do. And Lamar Jackson, I'll take a chance. Lamar Jackson and Baker, they could be just throwing the ball. But I'll take my chances on that over them running the ball on us because I know yeah. they're going to – they have a they have a better shot of beating us running on us than, than they do throwing the ball. So I, I'll, yeah. take that, I'll take that shot any day. Absolutely. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, the thing is – right My face there. My bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, you're all right, man. And the thing is, too, 
the Browns to me, they kind of remind me of the, and I'm not trying to bang on the Bengals, but the <laughs> Bengals of Marvin Lewis when, you know, one thing would go wrong and it all just kind of slid downhill, you know, from there. And it, it happened time and time again. I think the Browns are a lot like that. They're a very emotional team that, that if something starts going wrong for them, it just keeps it to give it like a snowball. So that's another reason where I'm like, all these Browns fans are thinking like, oh, we're great. We're, we're really good. I'm like, I've seen this before. We've had teams like this before. It doesn't always work out that good for you. So we'll see what happens. I think either way, it's going to be a very tough division to win this year. I, I think it's going to be one of the toughest divisions in football, like always. Right. But you know what's you know even really cooler? The squealers, I think, are being last place. Oh, yeah. They're they're definitely that's a there's no you know rebuild, there's no nothing. It's just you've got Pigpen who's getting you know like five hundred pounds and <laughs> you know, is eighty-five years old. He's just no and they got no running game. I don't think it's just kind of, it's I don't know. They're just not good anymore. And oh, they, they 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 drafted a running back, and this is what killed me. They drafted the kid out of Alabama. Oh, that's and, right. You're at Najee Harris, right? They drafted Najee Harris. That's great. They don't have an offensive line. Their offensive line is worse than the Bengals. And the national media is like, oh, this is a great pick for the Steelers. Really? How? What hole is he going to run through? Because they got rid of everybody. Right. So, but the Bengals go, go draft Jamar Chase. Like, oh, this is terrible. You guys didn't, <laughs> didn't protect Joe Burrow. What's wrong with you? Like, come on, get out of here. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to the season. I can't wait till it starts. I can't believe you fly up and down, back and forth to Florida. I have to have to uh, meet you sometime in Florida because my wife is actually from the uh, Tampa St. Pete area and okay. we're down there a lot. So this will be kind of interesting. The Friday before we play the Buccaneers in the preseason game, Mrs. Ice wants to come on the show, and this is her idea. She wants to come on the show. And she wants to, to debate with me about who's going to win the preseason game. That's preseason game. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I'm still going to talk smack to my wife about it. Right. <laughs> You get the exactly. you, you have carte blanche to say whatever you want because it's a show and it's free. So you get to yeah. get all of your frustrations out right there. And, and it was her idea. What do you mind? She wanted to do it. So there you go. Perfect. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> talking to you, woman. <laughs> Sorry, she's up there yelling at me. Tell, tell her tell her you're busy right now. Yeah. Who did ba- baby says I'm busy? Talk to you later. Hush. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're a great follow on Twitter. Tell me where your Twitter handle is. And if you got anything else going on you want you want to talk about, go for it. You can follow me on everything. Instagram, Twitter is all at Who Day Baby. Simple enough. Um, if you, anybody is in the Tampa area for the preseason game, we the folks at What the Buck are actually going to host a tailgate for Bengals fans, Bucks fans alike. Uh, you pay for parking and then ten bucks to the tailgate. You get beer. Jimmy John's, all proceeds go to Operation Warrior Wishes. So if you're, in, if you're in the area, want to come to the preseason game, come on down. I uh, should be there. I'll be the guy in the big hat. And, uh, <laughs> be good. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. yeah you, won't get to, you won't have to see this ugliness. <laughs> and if not, I will see you all in the jungle September 12th, baby. Exactly. All right, Hootay, baby. Give, one last time to end this. Yeah, you got to give me a Hootay real quick. All right. Hootay, baby, let's go. Uh, yeah, it helps if I turn my mic on. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview. That was one to do with uh, the one and only Who Day Baby. And like I said, did that on Tuesday. And he is actually up in Canton right now. And I f- was able to put the pictures up. Uh, let's see here. Where are they at? Where he is going to be on a f- float and a parade for um, the uh, Hall of Fame weekend. So this is him and all of the. This is from last year, not last year, two years ago. He said, "So you see down there in the front corner is a zoomed in picture of him." But that's that's who they baby in all his glory. So he's up there, uh, getting ready to have a lot of fun up in Canton at the. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, let me welcome Rabbit to the show. What's up, Chris? You guys showed up late. Welcome. And Jocko, I saw you on there too. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, let's get uh, to – I got this question Jocko uh, brought up, and he said all this uh, Burrow 
and the offense looking bad has got me depressed. I'll try to talk you off the ledge here, Jocko. That's kind of what I said, and I've been saying this for the last couple of days. I've watched them from the bridge. I did not make it down there today. I just wasn't just wasn't in the cards to to make it. Yes, they haven't looked great. The the preface I'll say this is is Jamar Chase hadn't played a whole year. Joe Burrow hasn't played a real football game since November. Joe is rehabbing his knee. He also is working on his arm strength and everything else, and they're installing a lot of new stuff this year, and they have to reinstall stuff. So almost every year the offense, or excuse me, the defense is ahead of the offense. I mean, somebody said in the chat here that Patrick Mahomes threw a couple interceptions in, in practice, and I saw earlier that uh, uh, Tom Brady is not happy with Tampa's offense. So – I would just pump the brakes on everybody kind of freaking out about Joe Burrow and this offense. I think they're going to be fine. It's only the second week of camp. Like I said, if they do this for the end of camp, yes, then I'll be worried about it. <laughs> then we might have to do something. But right now, Jocko, I would I would just relax. You know, I think we're going to be okay. But, you know, I will be up on the bridge as much as I can to try to give you guys as much a perspective as I can. Um Probably won't be tomorrow. I might be up there Sunday. I definitely should be up there Monday, though, so I can get up there um, and get some videos uh, for the game or for the uh, show Monday. Uh, let's see here. Rabbit, are they going to air the Bengals-Bucks games uh, at all? Um, I Yeah, it should be on – well, I don't know what where you live at, Rabbit, but – um, it should be here locally on channel 12. I think they normally have all the preseason games on there. Again, Rabbit, I don't know where, if you live in the Cincinnati area or not, but yeah, I, I if in Cincinnati, we should be able to watch it elsewhere. I know it'll be on NFL network eventually because they play literally every preseason game on NFL network. So if you look on NFL network and try to find the schedule there, I know it'll be on there. I don't know when, uh, Jacko Mahomes, yep. Through. Yep, he threw three intercept interceptions the other day. Exactly. So, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not worried about it. I, it's it's all going to come together. Jeff, what's up, man? How you doing? I said, what's up, Ice? Looking forward to watching you and your wife debate it. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. That should be. I think that's next Friday. I'm pretty sure that's when that is. So, it'll be a fun show. She wants to come on and. And talk smack to me about the uh, the Buccaneers because uh, she's actually uh, heading down there uh, Sunday, and she well she's not going to get well she I think about she's going to get to to the Buccaneers um, practice. Her and her sister, my sister, are going to go there at One Buck Place and watch practice. So she's going to get some some on site, so she can actually really see what they look like. Maybe she'll give me some videos and. Maybe we should put them up on Friday. We'll, we'll see what happens. But like I said, we're debating a preseason game. It's but it's just for fun. It's a preseason game. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. I'm more worried about what the offense and defense and getting that, getting in this game and getting out of the game without getting injured. Crown, how about those Reds? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about the Reds. And, and Crown, you've, you've heard me on the show lots of times. I'm excited about the Reds. I love this team. I love that they don't quit. There is absolutely no quit in this team. I mean, how many gut punches has this team had? Big ones, big shots. And they've come back over and over and over again. And it's just frustrating to me out of this bullpen. And that is so frustrating, that part. Because if we had if we had if we had a lights out bullpen. I think we'd be 10 games in front. I think we'd be the Brewers, the Boozers, you know, there's, that's where we, I really do believe that. I mean, but because we had so many games that the bullpen has lost for us. But yeah, rabbit. I am far, far away from the scary Cincy lands. I'll check that out. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the best thing. If you're, if you're like, if you're not in Cincinnati or if you're overseas or wherever you're at, um, who, uh, who day nation, um, uh, NFL network has every preseason game on. Like I said, you just got to figure out when the game is on and try to find the schedule. So, uh, Crip, 
All Joe needs is the caramel apple sucker, and he'll be fine. You know, I have to try to go get him one of those. I, if, I, if I make it down there. or See, the thing is, where the entrance is and where, where they go for to enter the field and where the bridge is, it's a long freaking way, and I'm a fat guy. So, <laughs> so to walk from there to there is a long way. So I'll try to get him a caramel apple sucker and uh, save it from, uh, from Crip Keeper and see if that, has, happen, if that helps out. Uh, rabbit. Yeah, I want to see our backups. Too. Yeah, in, in a preseason game, that's that's what I want to do. I'll see how the, how the backups do. And I, I'm really, I really hope that the Bengals can add a backup tackle slash guard. That's the one thing that is scaring me on this team is if we get if, if one of our tackles or two of our tackles gets injured. You got the rookie Deontay Smith, who I think is going to be a really good tackle for us. It could be our future right tackle. Not now, you know, like maybe next year at the earliest or the year after that. I don't really want him playing that much this year. So I'm worried about that because your backup tackle is Fred Johnson, which I think Fred Johnson is fine as a backup tackle. I don't ever want to see him play guard again. Um, maybe he's gotten better. Maybe Frank Pollock will help him get better. I don't know. But it would be nice to have at least one more guy. I mean, You've got Serfia, who probably be your backup at guard, which isn't bad. But then you have Billy Price and you have Johnson or Michael Jordan, who are, eh, you know, not real, real high on either one of them. I know Michael Jordan has worked out, worked really hard. I have not really got to see how he's looked at camp, but I did see Billy Price just get run over. And I'm not kidding. He flat, flat got run over, <laughs> you know, head over heels. You know, it, it wasn't a good look. So, anyway. All right, let's get some more comments here, and I think I will get out of here. Uh, Jocko. Uh, he says, Rabbit, get IPTV. on." He gets the local uh, local 12 from Cincinnati on there. And he said, you can download a fire stick. There you go. Uh, okay. And Rabbit, do we sign Bates? Yes, we are. We are going to sign Bates. And get another lineman. I don't know about the lineman. I'm very confident we're going to sign Bates. I don't know about the lineman. I don't even. I don't even know if they're looking because <laughs> there's been a couple guys they could have got and they haven't got that. You know, so and you, you gotta you got to prepare for the what if. And the what if is what if one of these guys gets hurt and who we got to back them up. I'm not very sold on Billy Price or Michael Jordan. Fred Johnson, I'm okay with. Surafilia, I'm okay with. I want another one, you know? So we'll see what happens. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. Is, oh, here's, is Ricky Wagner still available? I think he is. Um, And I did, somebody said, I was listening to something. I can't remember what it was, but they are talking about possible trades and how we could probably get Ricky Wagner for a six-round pick or something. I would do it. You know, I, I signed me up right now for that. I would do that. And now this is not anything that is official that the Bengals have offered or any of that. This is just somebody talking about it. You know, you, know, you might be able to get him for a, a six-round pick. I would do it because, like I said, I think we need a little more depth. If Adenogy didn't get hurt, I wouldn't be as worried about it because Adenogy, I think, played really well in his rookie year at, at guard and at tackle, the better guard to, to tackle. But he still played good there, uh, both of them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what other tackles are out there to sign? Maybe until after the team. That's the other thing, I, Chris, right there. That They might be doing that. And I, I'm holding out hope as you get closer to the end of camp, more veterans will get cut, yeah, especially the final cuts. There's going to be somebody that got cut that you didn't expect to get cut, and the Bengals might pick somebody up there. They might be waiting for that. I'm hoping they're – I hope they're waiting for something, you know, because I've been, like I said, I've been very happy with what the Bengals have done in this offseason. I just want more depth on the offensive line because I think we have got depth in every other position. I, I, you know, linebacking core is a little, but not really. I mean, it's not because I really, because I wasn't so high on Jermaine Pratt. Jermaine Pratt has looked really well in preseason. Now it's preseason, so you have to see what it looks like. Uh, throughout the rest of training camp and stuff, but I think he's looked really well. Now, you know, you say, well, the offense has looked good, but you think that's going to get better. Yeah, 
I, and I don't think Pratt's going to go backwards because he's making some really good plays. You know, if that makes sense. I don't. I don't see guys when they're improving upon what they did last year. I don't see them going backwards because what they worked on worked, and it's getting them better. And that's where the offense just got to keep working, put their heads down, and I think we'll be just fine. All right, I think I'll, it's six thirty. I think I'm gonna roll on out of here, but I want to thank the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and, and I gotta put this up there too, uh, just one last time because I don't know if they've had 200 shares yet or not, and if you guys are a part of Hootie Nation or not. Just I think this is a really cool giveaway uh, that the boys at Hootie Nation are doing. Um, they're over twenty thousand members. If they got if they get 200 shares of this. Right here, which is all I think it's pinned to the top of Who Day Nation. Uh, you share it out and you have to be a member of Who Day Nation. Uh, you have a chance to win this jersey. And I just think that's a really cool, cool giveaway that uh, Bengals fans can, uh, one lucky Bengals fan can actually get. So, uh, if you're not part of Who Day Nation, go there, become a part of them, and share this out to try to get a chance to win the jersey. So let's get to the other Facebook groups that let me live stream. Like I said, the Houdé Nation, Bengals Nation, which is another great group. Go check out Bengals Nation. Um, Cincinnati or Bengals Houdé. Got to get right here. Bengals Houdé Nation. See, those two always mess with me. You got Bengals Nation, they got Bengals Houdé Nation. So there's two different groups. Um, I know Bengals Houdé Nation tried to change their name, but I guess Facebook wouldn't let them because they've been a, a group too long or something like that. So they're still stuck at. Bengals Hootie Nation. They want to change it to Bengals Legion or something. But anyway, yeah, Bengals Nation, Bengals Hootie Nation, Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then you got the Ice Bar, which is just a show page. My page. You can build up the bar, hang out, do some silly memes, silly TikTok, stuff like that. You can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol, that's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. And TikTok is Iceman90. Uh, that's just a lot of crap talking I do on there. A lot of videos against the boozers and the Tweety Birds and the Rat Birds and the Browns and all kinds of stuff like that. It's just kind of a fun thing I like to do. Um, I'll be pulling out the sound later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. You guys can find the podcast pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I'm on BeanPod, Apple iTunes. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, like I said, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Podcast is blowing up. The YouTube channel is blowing up. I appreciate all of you guys. I have over a thousand downloads on the podcast, so please keep downloading. Uh, keep giving me the the the, the five star reviews, the high the, the high rankings, comment, share it, tell your friends about the the podcast. I know not everybody can sit and watch me for an hour, but you can listen to me. And then YouTube, like I said, we're at 1,293 subscribers. That is awesome. I really do appreciate every single one of you guys because the YouTubers, you guys are the ones who originally started liking my videos that I did <laughs> uh, two and a half years ago. I mean, I've literally been doing this since I started in 2019. So we, I've literally been doing this for two and a half years. I, I can't believe it's been that long. But I appreciate you guys watching the show, commenting on the show, sharing the show, and telling everybody about the show. It's supposed to be a fun Friday show. I hope you guys had fun. I had a busy week this week. I had a lot of fun going down to Bengals training camp. Unfortunately, I actually have to go back to my real job next week. I'm going to try to get down to the bridge as much as I can. But if you guys want to meet me, go down to the bridge, and we can hang out and talk some Bengals football, and it'll be a lot of fun. And other than that, as my boy, who's never on the show, but he will be on the show again sometime. He's known as Jeremy Dimebag. These nuts, Dean, always says. Ready? All together. Remember one thing and one thing only. And that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Let's get this win, Reds. They need to win the rest of these on the homestand. They gave the first one away the homestand. They need to win the rest of them. It's the Pirates. They suck. We should destroy them. Shouldn't even, these games shouldn't even be close. Let's find out here in a little over a half hour, uh, 40 minutes. I think they started at 7-10. So let's go, Reds. See you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. 
See ya! You're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed really to take him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute scratch. I, I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any, any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, now. Playing tackle for him, so right? It's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. I thought that 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, that's what to fill the stadium. I, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he's being section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Yeah.